it felt like she came out of the womb, Bip. Like it yeah. was like it was like, and it's a Bip. <laughs> oh, I wanted a girl. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor in Paradise recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? We're back. You're back. You are in your famous red chair. Ooh, feels good to be back. Do you think those people that we gave that red chair to ever kept it? I think it may have been relegated to the attic. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was funny for a bit and they're yeah. like, oh, this chair actually sucks. <laughs> yeah. We weren't lying. I don't think they ever read my note at the bottom of the chair. Oh. Yeah. I feel like they would have said something about it. Oh, yeah. I feel Andy, like my actually, note went unread. You know, I'm not even going to update people on what we're talking about. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. In which case, you're a longtime Shandy, and we yeah. appreciate you. Good, good Shandy Easter egg. So do we have any housekeeping before we get going? Yes. We had a lovely time with... Dr. Kirk Honda. Yes. yes and his lovely wife, Stacy. We actually posted about this on Instagram. But for any people who follow here on YouTube, I feel like they're actually the main people who would know who Dr. Kirk Honda is. Yeah. AKA Psychology in Seattle. So shout out to them. It was awesome meeting them. It was them. awesome. They and came to the, the opera. They came to the opera. For the next night and he was so he was so into it he was it was so sweet okay anyway they were lovely and lovely. yeah we had a great time lovely we'll see them again overall we had a great time in seattle period yeah we like seattle we kind of fell in love with seattle on this particular visit yeah. we got lucky with the weather so i think it's a little unfair i've been told even by loyal seattleites that that wait till the winter and then well tell we've me already been like there it. in the winter for operas well we didn't like it then we didn't not like it. We just were like, how could you live in a place so wet and gray? And now we get it. So could you live with those two cities? Could you could you live with the shitty city and the great city of Seattle? <laughs> like, could you do that year round? I think I could live there for the warm months and then I could live in New York for the winter months. Oh, that's such a hack. I know people might think that's crazy, but I'm really Canadian. No, like, I, I don't I mind totally winter. Agree with that. Winter in New York is cool. Yeah. I think it gets a bad rap. I'm glad. I'm glad it does. Thank God there's winter in New York. Yes. Because could you imagine if New York had LA weather? Oh. There, you couldn't get a parking spot. You, no. you know, parking would be $8,000 a month. I want winters to drive people away from the city. It's already yeah. over. Every time they're like, oh, we're going to have a harsh winter this winter. Is, I'm like, great. Good. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay. Andy, are you ready to get recapping episode six? Yeah. Our first recap of this season at home. Yeah. I am very ready. And I'm actually a little excited for this one because this was a good episode. I would agree with you. I think this was the best episode of this season. This was unquestionably the best one so far the best but it was decent yeah <laughs> we have a few new intros uh obviously i have to mention sam p wearing the canadian flag bikini oh, tremendous fantastic and we forgot to give john henry the appropriate love how he just comes out in his underwater mask but right? and 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 the confidence that shows because his selling point is his face <laughs> He does have a very nice face and he's just like, whatever. No, I don't need to show it. But we have to talk about Kat shown eating her birthday cake with her hands. Yeah. So her hands go into an unadulterated birthday cake yeah. and she eats yeah, it. virgin cake. And I would wager that this is the cake she was actually given yes. when people sang happy birthday to her. And people did point out in the comments last week, and they're definitely right about this, that we were never shown Kat putting the yes, cake yes. in the water. But yeah. what I find interesting is that they revealed this themselves by showing this. 
Yeah. Because the cake shown in the water was a whole cake, and then they showed Cat eating the whole cake. So basically, what happened here is- There were two cakes. There were two cakes. So Cat is off the hook. Yes. She was falsely maligned for this. This is not- She had nothing to do with it. She did some bad things, but this was not one of them. Yeah. Production has now wasted two cakes. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, Kate got a couple bites in that shot. That's it. Cat? Cat, sorry, whatever. (laughs) You get the point. But I still feel like other people didn't get slices of cake. No one got cake. Everyone was the stapler guy. Everybody. Or there were three cakes. Maybe one was eaten. There was an eating cake. There was an ocean cake. And there was a there was a destroying cake. Oh, that reminds me of wedding cakes, how there's like the for show cake and yeah. then the cake that they often actually slice to hand out to wedding guests. It's like a sheet yeah. pan cake. You know what's amazing to me? I and I, I I always think about this because it's just this is what I do. On this very beach was right at the epicenter of where the asteroid that destroyed the dinosaurs hit. Oh wow. It's like right there. They actually would have been vaporized before it even came close to hitting the earth because of the 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 heat. Yeah. But it was right there. So just imagine like 65 million years ago a thousand foot tidal wave and like a vaporizing heat destroyed the entire landscape. And 65 million years later, there's a girl just digging her hands into a cake <laughs> for a for an intro reel to a show about yeah. people having fun dating on this beach. It's truly amazing to think that that happened and to think that at the origin of all this, all those people on that beach, every atom in their body came from the center of an exploding star light years oh, away. Oh, Andy. It's it's pretty amazing. It I mean, is, it is. It is amazing. It's honestly mind-bending. How I do we get I can't really here? process it. And I love you so much for knowing that. Well. And okay, this is we're gonna, this is going to be a long a recap today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and same. Two, two cakes wasted, one cake questionable. I think you're making a big assumption. We saw a cat walking off with a cake alone, I, presumably to shoot herself eating it for her intro. Oh, good detective work. I forgot about that. You're right. So maybe no one got cake. There were two cakes. I think there were two cakes and no one got cake. No one had one slice of cake. Kate got one bite or maybe two. Maybe she had whatever. (laughs) We're off to a good start. We're home. Mm. And jet lagged, by the way. Yeah, That's my disclaimer. Lagged. Okay, so we pick up with Cat irritated. She's waiting for Tanner and he's still sleeping. Mm. And we get a flashback of her destroying her pinata. And a Braden voiceover, Andy, you were really struck by this. He says, Tanner better look out if Cat gets his dick in her hands. Okay, so <laughs> clearly I have no issue with this being said. No. Like I'm not offended by it. But why is consistency. That like, why can't we see, like, the majority of someone's ass uh-huh. with a bathing suit on. Yeah. Why can't we hear someone saying shit? Yeah. And we which can is box literally jokes. something we all do. Box jokes. Box jokes. Uh-huh. And we somehow someone could say, talk about a girl having someone's dick in her hand and that's not bleeped out. I find it strange. And I'm again, I want to make it clear. I am clearly not offended no, by this. I'm offended the by the inconsistency. Yes, totally. And by the way, I do think this was Frankenbitten, which means I think that they went out of their way to get this. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. ABC was like, all right, you can have it. And they're like, go get that, get that. Tanner finally emerges and he immediately asks to speak with Kat and everyone, I think, grabs the proverbial popcorn. She says she's disappointed in how he immediately said yes he didn't prioritize her feelings on her birthday and now tanner i gotta give him props 
You know, we said that Kat had broken up with people before. Yeah. And Kylie had broken up with people before. Oh, yeah. You know who's also broken up with people before? Tanner. Oh, yes. Yes. This was professional. I want to see the, 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 the person who broke up with Tanner. Oh. I mean, that, that person's a legend. I mean, how do you break <laughs> up with this guy? <laughs> he says when he came, he was super excited to meet her. They had a great first week. They had a great date. But mm-hmm. at this point, he's conflicted. Sure, they have things in common, but they have very different personalities. He has well, a fair. ton of fun with her. He loves her as a person. This is a really good mm, yeah. BS sandwich. Oh, tremendous. He says in terms of what he's looking for in a wife, it's something different. I mean, he's done this before. He's oh. a pro. She says, hey. She feels the same way. Uh, she wouldn't be able to trust him anyway. Cat, oh my God, she's so, f- oh, she's unintentionally funny, unless she's playing a part. I don't think anyone would have the confidence to play the part she's playing. I have to assume it's real. You'd have to have so much confidence. If she's playing a part, I respect it. No, if she's playing this part, like, it's a, I will Academy bow down. Academy Award. Academy yes. Award. But yeah. I, I don't know if anyone would be want them to be shown that way like it's so extreme it feels like a parody but in the moment she doesn't blow up at him but i mean in her itm and speaking to the women she's just it's so transparent well it's very it's very like 14 13 14 15 year old so cat reports to the women and says a few too many times that it was entirely mutual a highlight here is Kat saying, I walked away from him. He didn't walk away from me. And Jess is like, all right, glad we clarified that. Well, Jess is so in on it. Like she uh, gets. I think the, most of the women, I think all, all the women are winkety wink. Yeah. And Kat's not in on the joke. And I and I find it so interesting. Winkety wink. It's a, you know what I mean? <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> but Kat is so in her head. So in her head mm-hmm. that she is completely unaware of the fact that, first of all, a million people in America saw what happened on the videotape. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they know what happens. Yeah. And that everyone there is kind of almost mocking her like, sure, Kat, whatever you say. Yeah. She's completely unaware. It's interesting. It is interesting. She's a great villain. She's great. I yeah. often talk about like good villains versus bad villains. Like I don't like watching good people who just maybe aren't totally socially aware, like getting completely vilified. Kat is self-serving. Yeah. And it's so obvious. And it's just so fascinating watching someone make these choices over and over again. It's like, how did you think you were going to look? You know what I think? And if I really want to break this down, I think that Kat's so pretty that she's gotten away with a lot of BS in her life. 100%. And if you don't learn your lesson and you keep being reinforced that that's okay, you're not going to stop. It's not her fault. Like her crowd has always been like, yes, Kat, that's great. We're down with that. Well, we've compared her to Regina George before. She's like the queen bee of of the high, it feels very high school. Yeah, because she was never taught the lessons but everyone was always like i want to be cat's friend so i'm not gonna say she's doing something wrong how interesting and now she's in a setting where everyone is cast predominantly for their good looks yeah so it's so it's kind of like she's met her match it's like a guy who's a star high school basketball player at a local high school yeah yeah and then he goes to the nba and it's like well, you know, I mean, you're a bench sitter. The fact that he got into the NBA, though. I mean, that is good. She did a great job. I guess the fact I mean, that she's cast on the show yeah, means that every, she's made yeah, it. Yeah, I guess. Everyone's proud of him. I thought how Tanner handled this was pretty likable, frankly. He did a great job. Even when he reported back to the guys, he was just like, eh, it didn't go great. Today's going to be a rough day. No, Tanner's great. Tanner's a great, He's a, you know, Tanner is a gentleman. Yes. Yeah, he's a classic gentleman. Yeah, for for his age. Yeah. I thought this was a great showing on his part, actually. To be honest, I think the guys in Paradise are often walking on eggshells. Yes. Regarding their image. 
Yes. So they're often on their best behavior. And I actually think the women are a little more cavalier, <laughs> yet it's still reversed. Yeah. Like if a guy does anything wrong, he gets vilified. Uh-huh. And for a woman to do something wrong, she has to behave like cat. To, oh, to behave badly on her own account. You know, I think there's some truth in that. I think a great example is Will and Kylie. Right. You know, who came out looking worse there? Right. Will. Right. Kylie did the same thing. She just did it a little more elegantly. Partly because Will wasn't Olivia about how Kylie rejected him. Right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're really tangenty no, today. It's too tangenty. Okay, so I have to point out now we're showing at the bar Rachel ordering an iced coffee with almond milk and a little bit of sugar. Ooh, well done. In, Good order. in her honor. Like, yeah. look what I have that's going exactly today. Exactly what that is. Yes, exactly what this is. Mm. That's that's my order. Bravo. Yeah, I felt, I was like, ooh. No, it was good. I'm famous. You did it. <laughs> You're a Rachel. <laughs> okay, Jess and Mercedes talk about her lacy bikini top. This is a great scene. It's great. Mercedes was like, ooh, that's so sexy because it matches your skin tone. And Andy, you were, this, literally two minutes go by after that scene and Andy's like, were they talking about her boobs? <laughs> <laughs> you were so caught off guard by that yeah. exchange. Uh, turns out she wants Blake to notice her sexy bikini, but he's too busy giving her space. No, the <sighs> thing she asked for. Blake, meanwhile, says he and Jess had always agreed to be open in the beginning. But I got to say, he's very pragmatic about the situation. He's like, oh, she's ex- she's interested in exploring, but there's just no one here for me. Yeah. So cute. Genevieve. I mean, Genevieve. Genevieve. She's so stunning. She is. She's so cool. So And cool. smart. The second she opens her mouth, you're like, ah. Yeah, I feel like it's okay. It's okay. It's you're okay. one of the good ones. Like you're yeah. gonna you're gonna up everything yeah. here. It's just like you know you know that if she's on your team, you can be a little lazier than usual. <laughs> you know what? Thinking of high school, a school project. I want my assigned partner in that school project to, to be Genevieve. All. I want them to do it all. No, I mean, not necessarily at all, because I'm Most also a control it. freak. But uh, yeah, but, but Genevieve, maybe. I feel like, is going to pull her weight, and the part that she does is going to be done as well as it can be done. Exactly that person. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, someone like Kat, you know, you might oh, end up doing the whole project, oh, and maybe yeah. that's the way you want it, because you want it to be done. You know right? what Kat would do? She'd be like, you're so smart. You know what? I'm going to go out tonight. <laughs> Have a great time. You're going to do this and you're going to do an amazing job and I'm going to be so proud of you. <laughs> you're like, uh, well, you are really pretty. All right. That was such a good callback. Oh, so Genevieve chats with Tyler first and Mercedes is shown seeming a bit nervous, but it's really cute in her ITM. Mercedes says it would be easier if she didn't like Genevieve so much. Oh, you she can't like, not so like cool. Genevieve. Yeah. So now Genevieve chats with Blake. He's pretty honest about the Jess business, like a little too honest almost, but no. they vibe really well together. Such a vibe. I, I did use the word vibe. And there's lots of speculation, but it's obvious she's going to choose him. Yep. And she does. He says yes. And he immediately talks to Jess now. It's funny. He says, you want to go first? And she's uh-huh. like, you want me to go first? You just said yes to going on the <laughs> I mean, date. I mean, exactly oh, the right response. You know, everything they say and do with each other, I'm just so into. Yeah, Even though they, they feel like adults. Yes. Yeah. And she, you wouldn't know that she's 24. No, she's she's. I, well I, ahead. I maligned her last week, but it was only because I was I was upset about the Blake situation. Oh, that's right. I was like, she's her. showing her age. But yeah. I actually think Jess, you know, she could easily be 10 years older based on easily. how she behaves, especially. Easily. In this setting where she's one of the younger ones, I think you could say. Blake is pretty honest here. He says that he appreciates Genevieve is interested in him and wanting him. 
And Jess feels very guilty about this. She says she doesn't want him to not feel wanted. He also says it'll be good for Jess. Mm. I will admit this part. Well, it's like it did it for me. Yeah. He's like, it'll be good for you. Without me around, you can really explore Did you fall your deeper in love with Blake? Yes. Mm. It showed such maturity beyond his years. And also like, I don't know, it was a, it was a little, it was a little hot. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like in the past, you know, we've obviously gone for people in the show and, you know, you know, yeah. we make light of that. But I actually feel like if we meet Blake in person, I'm a little worried. <laughs> you don't need to be worried, Andy. That's what they all say. <laughs> Jess admits it's not fair for her to want to explore her options and not want him to do the same. And this ends very maturely. Amicably and adult. Yes. In her ITM, she says she didn't think he would say yes to the date. I love how self-aware she is. Yeah. And honest about what she's feeling. You know what Jess never does? Never resorts to anger first. It's never her first emotion. It's never her second. She doesn't do anger. She may get angry. I'm sure she does. Yeah. But she gets angry about things that you should get angry about. Yes. She's very reflective. Like, I think Kat, for example, would be like, he said, yes, he did this, that asshole. It's my birthday, blah, blah, blah. And Jess is honestly like, I didn't think he would say yes. I think Jess has true confidence that she's able to just say the things she's thinking. Yeah. And not cover it up with insecurity. I, I, I'm very impressed. Yeah, same. She doesn't play the blame game. And she takes responsibility yeah. for getting herself in this situation. Basically. And, and, and honestly, I don't blame her for that whole speech he gave Blake about how she's unsure and you know yeah. last episode yeah because she was just speaking what any normal person on this beach would kind of be feeling at that moment like this is a little weird this is going fast like I kind of there's all these other hot guys around like I don't know what to do like this is this yeah is a I maintain I wish she had been a little more just brutally direct I mean she was honest but not she was too ambiguous yes it wasn't clear what her message and you can was. do a lot of damage with yeah. ambiguity but that's in a relationship. just that's just she's on tv yeah, yeah, it's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. situation okay. I don't blame okay, her okay, for that. but anyway the point is that she <laughs> she dealt with it well yes. as an adult yes okay so moving on Braden is shown eating raspberries off his fingers I've never known this to be a thing but again uh, Braden's on top of it I mean that's a good way to eat raspberries if you're not worried about what's on your fingertips which is what I would be but you know I'm a little weird I recall doing that when I was probably around seven years old oh really that's the thing I think when you're little it fit uh, they fit like little hats oh, on you, your fingers you're it's right cute. I mean it seems obvious I, I'm giving Braden a little too much credit I mean what I, other berry can you do that with you're absolutely right blackberries too, this hole is too small <laughs> actually I don't even think there is a hole no there isn't a hole you're right raspberries are the only berry they're shaped like a parachute, basically. There's a full hole underneath. Yeah, them. yeah. We're giving a refresher now on how great Olivia and John Henry are together. So, of course, cue a conversation between Kat and Kylie and Mercedes about how hot Kat thinks John Henry is. Yeah, I mean, oh, this is ever right. She is convinced because he has a tongue piercing, he knows what to do with his tongue, unlike Tanner, who only gives her pecs. Oh, Tanner, he's got to get a tongue piercing. Loser. <laughs> Kylie tells Kat to make her move on John Henry, which I thought was interesting because it gives us a glimpse into the friend cliques. Yeah. You know, clearly for Kylie to say this, I assume she's not really close with Olivia. You got to assume. Okay. Or she's just, uh, she's Switzerland. Kylie does a very high school move here. She says to John Henry, are you interested in talking to my friend Kat? So much of this is high school. So high school. And Kat's like, Kylie, stop it. How high school it's was this? high school. And now there's a hilarious montage of Brayden narrating Kat's homie hopping. Kat asks what he likes about Olivia. And he says, she's real. He likes how she says what she thinks. And <laughs> Kat's like, I feel like a lot of girls here are like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. 
Okay, Olivia is understandably miffed by what is obviously happening right before her eyes. And now we hear a conversation between Kat and Eliza, I suppose in a, sh- a bathroom or a sh- I don't know. No, it's a ladies' room. Ladies' room, sure. Thank you. <laughs> Where Kat warns Eliza about what Charity had told her, which was that Aaron was with his ex-girlfriend right before coming on the show. I love how she's like, Charity's my best friend. <laughs> it's funny to me how how many people are best friends with the Everyone's bachelorette when they were on yeah. the season with them. <laughs> totally. Always best friends. All of a sudden, yeah. they're all her best friends. Eliza runs this past Olivia. So again, another glimpse of friend groups here. Olivia thinks Kat's just trying to create chaos because she's insecure. She does a fantastic impression of Kat playing with her hair, saying, John Henry, your job is so interesting, so dangerous. This was so well done. It was. A lot of people have been pointing out the hair playing thing. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking, I once read when I was probably around in high school, it was in a Cosmo magazine. That when you play with your hair, you like the guy you're talking to. No, that when you play with your hair, a guy is like into you. Like he's like oh, turned on by you playing with I your hair. It's like a reason, flirting thing. I think it's a, it's a, it's a uh, loop. Because yeah. <laughs> I think when someone's playing with their hair, they're, they're nervous. Yeah. Which usually means unless they're like creeped out by somebody hardcore, they're, they're into them. Okay. So, so. Let's hear guy, a guy's perspective though. Do you, when you see a girl playing with her hair, are you like, oh, absolutely. that's cute. You're no, I don't it? necessarily think it's cute. I just know that that girl is probably into me. Oh, oh my God. So what Cosmo told me when I was like 15 uh-huh. was that by playing with your hair, that like makes you cuter. No, it, it, <laughs> interestingly, they're they're right, sort of, okay. which is probably usually what Cosmo is. <laughs> <laughs> that should be their tagline. Cosmo, right, sort of. <laughs> So what's happening is it's not that you are becoming cuter. Yeah. It's that it's playing off guys' insecurities about being liked or not. Yeah. So when a girl, I'm, I'm assuming this is high school, so people are girls and boys. I'm not going to do this thing. With, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just girls and boys for this particular example. But a girl is playing with her hair. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, she's nervous. She likes me. I can relax. Uh-huh. That makes me feel that she's more attractive once I can get her. Oh. She's gettable now. I, she's I, she's in the palm of my hand. Oh, interesting. So it doesn't make you more attractive. It yeah. makes you less not gettable, which thus, in makes a guy's mind, attractive. makes you more attractive yeah. because he thinks he can get you. Yeah, it shows a vulnerability. Yes. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it takes the walls down. Everything about Cat is high school. Uh, everything. And and I will still hold the kernel of 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 hope, hope, I guess, yeah. that this is all an act. And if this is all an act on her part, she is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a funny scene now where John Henry breaks open a coconut, which I guess turns out to be rotten. And Kat talks about he supposedly has a vibrating version of his tongue ring. This is what I'm going to say about tongue rings. I hate to say it, but it's it's true. If you get a tongue ring, you're good in bed. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to get a tongue ring to be good in bed. Okay. In Are my you... experience, anyone with any sort of tongue piercing oh, really? is really just... You know this from experience. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's... I think it says something about your personality and... I think you're very you're adventurous yes. physically and you're you're very oral. And, yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. Know, it's, totally. it's off. It's not... It's, I'm not... You know like, what? this is not a, a crazy theory. I will agree with you despite not having experienced it. Right. <laughs> okay. There's a cute interaction between Rachel and Brayden, but it's short lived because cue Becca. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Uh, 
very funny sepia tone. This is what sepia tone flashbacks are for. Mm -hmm. They're like, no one knows who she is. And so they show a flashback of her in line for a drink on night one on Zach's season sure, or sure. hidden behind some other girl. And they have arrows pointing at her. This was pretty funny. This was like great. That. This yeah, was really well I done. This whole episode was a team editing. This was a good episode of TV. And this was a good episode of TV outside of the Bachelor in Paradise situation. Like if yes. I just, if this was a one-off, like they're like now on, you know, CBS, yeah. we're going to have this episode <laughs> of people on the beach trying to bang each other. I'm like, that's a good TV. It felt like the... The instructor, the editing instructor, he's been like training people. There was episode he, with episode one, which was good. He was like, OK, I'm demonstrating how to edit this show. Yeah. OK, now you go. Episode two, three, four, five. It's like, OK, but I'm going to correct you with all episode six. I'm going to show you how it's done. It actually reminded me of a scene from this movie Blackberry I just saw. It was a very good movie about the actual Blackberry. Oh, yeah, the yeah, phone. yeah. It was great. You saw great it on movie. the plane. On the plane. Yeah. One of the best. I've, I've been on a good streak, by the way. I've seen like in my last four plane trips, I've seen four good movies. That is unheard of. Oh, but it also says something about how often you watch movies. I don't go to the movie theater oh, anymore. That's why. You're right. So I never sad. go to the movies anymore. We should go. I used to love going we to the movies. We should all go to the movies more. Otherwise, they're not going to be around much longer. Yeah, everyone. All right. This is okay. the thing. We're all going to the movies this week. Before the end of 2023, let's all yeah. commit to going yeah. to at least one movie at a movie theater. All right. I love that. Let's all do that together. Yeah. And we can share what we saw. Yeah. With each other. But get, getting back to my original tangent <laughs> is is in the movie Blackberry, they're all just sitting around these like these programmers and coders are just like and developers. They're just like they're like just playing video games or having movie night. They're all just joking around, just playing games. And this guy finally comes in from another company. This really straight laced corporate guy comes in and he's like, he's like, what the hell is going on here? What is this? Get, get this shit together. And he just snaps them all together and like puts the fear of God in them. And yeah. suddenly Blackberry is born. Otherwise, uh -huh. it never would have happened. The, that company never would have been anything. Wait, how did you get onto that again? What was the comparison? Because I believe that these like Bastion Paradise producers were just sitting around like, ah, oh, it's totally. just like that. And yeah. then somebody came in. They're like, what yeah. the hell's going on yeah. here? <laughs> this is a respectable show. That's <laughs> true. He's the A team editor. He's like, yeah. oh, let me just all refresh you on how it's done. I'll do episode six. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oof, that was maybe Ooh, too much tangent there. for what that was worth, but <laughs> I still don't regret it. <laughs> so Becca chats first with John Henry, but the main conversation of interest here is with Brayden. Very cute. Yeah. Like surprisingly cute, oh, if yeah. I'm honest. Oh, yeah. She likes that he was the first to stand and hug him and make her feel welcomed. I do like that about Brayden, that he's like that. Yes. But I also like that she noticed this. Is there something pure about this conversation? And I guess it was one of the few like this that we've been shown more or less in its entirety, it seemed. Not in its entirety, but we saw an actual like, I do this. And like, oh, yeah, I like this. It just felt like a getting to know you conversation. I completely agree. Yeah. I, 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 I got to say, I'm not taking anything away from Becca. Every time Brayden does things, generally speaking, yeah. it feels good. <laughs> Are you twisting this into an I told you so? Uh, people are starting to hate me now because I love Brayden too much. <laughs> I got to tone it down. Isn't that funny that you could be hated for liking someone too much? Yeah, it's weird. You could be hated. For, I've learned from having a podcast, you could be hated for literally everything. everything. You know what it's like? It reminds you of, you know, that that thing where you're like, if you think of something, anything, just think of the weirdest thing you can think of. Yeah. It's either happened or it's going to happen. Like a clown standing on a mailbox taking a dump. Yeah. <laughs> like that's happened or will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like with the internet now, uh -huh. like if if you particularly if you have a podcast, yeah. you're out there. I think 
if you can think of something you could be hated for, you yes. will be hated for that or you have already been hated for that. And good. the people will write you directly to tell you about That's it. That's right. Too. Hate has become the go-to emotion on the internet. Yeah. Whereas in the early days, like the very early days, it was like, oh my God, I love that, that thing that's yeah. on the screen. I love that too. Like everyone's like, yeah, we, we all love yeah, this. Yeah, it was about connection. And now yeah. it's just about what's different between us. And that the thing that's different, like the thing that I disagree with you on now makes me not like you. It shows that humans... Like, unfortunately, on mass, real mass, they really kind of enjoy hating things more than they enjoy loving oh. things. And I can't say that that's not true of myself, too. Yeah. Like, I bond with people over hating things. I just don't go on the internet talking about no, it. That's it's, the difference. I mean, you're right. Having a podcast has taught me that I will be hated more for not hating someone that they hate. Yes. Than I am for liking someone that yes. they don't like. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I find it so fascinating that the collective hatred yeah. of something has become so powerful yeah. that if people aren't in on that circle of hate, yeah. then they are hated. Yes. And then they therefore are like, I want to not be hated, so I'm going to get in on the hate. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Oh, man. Okay. Pretty crazy. <laughs> but in the end, I like Raiden, so deal with it. Well, now everyone likes him, so. Yeah, everyone likes they, they, him. Yeah. Well, except the people who say they don't like him. <laughs> Once in a while, someone. Becca gives a speech about who she's taking on the date. Andy, you called Becca Bachelor in Paradise AI. A hundred percent. What's not AI about her? Yeah, I agree it's with that. It's too AI. She went too far. It's too much AI. <laughs> yeah, she's very, like she said, she's like, I have this date card. And like, she's wearing her floral dress and she's beautiful. It's just yeah. like something about her was just like too perfect. Yeah, it was everything was on point. It felt like she came out of the womb, Bip. Like it yeah. was like, it was like, and it's a Bip. <laughs> yeah, I wanted a girl. Okay, so she asks Brayden on the date, and he says yes and asks to speak with Rachel, and Rachel takes this unbelievably well. Andy, you were blown away by how well she took this. I am so impressed with Rachel. Wait, well, now. Well, you said she's going to gradually melt down. That's not the Rachel I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like she's in the oven now. She's oh, okay. in the oven. It's been preheated to 400, and she's now at like 175. I will say I was pleased with how Rachel it's handled so this so far, the whole episode. So good. Yeah. Excellent. Because I will say say out of people who like I think people have had bigger reactions to lesser betrayals yes only because I totally bought what they were selling like I loved her and Brayden together and oh, their day absolutely. was the day before as of this moment Rachel has acquitted herself for me like yes. I, I'm into Rachel so far we'll yeah. see what happens yeah okay there's a funny shot of Tanner and Davia walking down the beach and he I, I swear the editors are well, you know the head editor is in on this oh, yeah. he manages to include another clip of Tanner talking about Davia's Oh, eyes. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, the guy likes eyes. I, he, he loves he two really different loves colored them. eyes. Yeah, he's the eye collector. Ooh, that's, that sounds like a bad movie. <laughs> What's the tagline for that movie? Ooh. It might be the last thing you ever see. Oh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. So Genevieve and Blake are on their date. They go kayaking and while strapping each other into life vests, Blake in his ITM says that Genevieve makes him feel calm and grounded. Oh, I know that feeling. Oh, I liked that. Yeah. Can we talk about the specificity? Mm. Yeah, uh, okay. It's not just, oh, she's hot. Talk about Blake. <laughs> they paddle out and sit facing each other and talk. I thought this was really cute. The yeah. body language oh, here. Oh, very cute. Yeah. 
There's something about being out in kayaks together and just being like, okay, yeah. we're just going to float and talk to each other. There was palpable romance happening here. Like yeah. I felt it. It wasn't just like one of these, like you knew when that kiss came, which you knew once the legs, once you're, once you're like sitting with your legs spread, facing each other, touching each other's yeah. legs, there's a kiss coming. It's oh. never in history not happened. I mean, I feel but, like on this show, there's always a kiss coming, whether or not you touch each other. I all. agree. It's always coming. <laughs> but in this case, you were like, Almost like, when's that kiss coming? Come on, let's get the kiss. Yeah. Like it was so obvious that but, a kiss should happen. But you know happen. what? They both respected buildup. Yes, that's Be my point. It's yes. like, I felt the romance. I was like, I'm into this. This is romantic. Yeah. I, this is this is getting me heated up. And the fact that, you know, they can't be mic'd out on the water, right? So we didn't actually hear the conversation when they were out there. Yeah. It added to the mystique of it all. Yes. I'm like, I, I can't hear what they're saying, but I know it's good. I, did you feel jealous a little bit? <laughs> no. Andy, stop. Oh. Okay. Andy, you said that Genevieve has a classiness about her. I mean, pure class. She yeah. just, the way she operates, mm -hmm. it's just like there's never, she doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. She's just like. Good banter too. Seemingly a fine human. As of now, I don't know, I don't know yeah. that much. No. So far, fine human. Genevieve is too smart to reveal some other side. I Even if right. she is actually not yes. a fine human, she's too smart you're to show right. it. Even if she sucks, you'll never see yeah, that yeah, side. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back at the beach, Jess and Tyler are laying on a daybed chatting. He says he wants to see where her head is at, and you can tell they know they're doing something wrong because they're both like... <laughs> They're looking around a lot. Yeah. This was pretty scandalous, oh, I gotta yeah. say. There's a solid back and forth montage with the most Love is Blind soundtrack we've heard yet. But even this song was better oh, than something on absolutely. Love is Blind. Absolutely. This is like, if we heard this song on Love is Blind, we'd be like, oh. <laughs> we'd be like, oh, that's one of the good ones. Yeah, it's a good song. It's kind of a, a hot montage. Oh, yeah. It, in its scandal. You realize that the thing is, it's such a waste. You have all these unbelievably hot people yeah. on a beach. Just want, all they want to do is bang. <laughs> that's, that's all they're interested in. And it's wasted because yeah. you don't milk what you could make this so hot that you couldn't handle it. People almost couldn't watch it, which means everyone would watch it. Yeah. But they don't. They, it, not they. I'm not saying the producers have full control no, over these right. humans. Because it has a holier-than-thou element to it. Yeah, and it's also so road. It's just like, oh, I'm going to try to get a rose. So here we go. Yeah, let's yeah. talk. Then let's have this forced kiss. And then blah, blah, blah. And then make jokes. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> this, this build, if they could do this with everybody, this show would be a monster hit. And I feel that way about all dating shows. The uh -huh. dating shows that are the best are the slow burns. Mm the jess and tyler thing oh, yeah. i mean we saw in the previews that would happen i kind of wish they hadn't previewed this because this would have been more of a shock first of all they have surprising chemistry can mm -hmm. i just say and also this was a very like it felt wrong it felt like they were co-workers and they're not supposed to be doing this. Like one of them's married or something. Like she's good friends with Mercedes. Oh, trust me. This is this is the TV we want to see. <laughs> uh, are we sick? No. You know what this is? This is old-fashioned character building, character development. Yes. Like in a movie, you know these action movies where it's like, you know, it's a typical like Rotten Tomatoes 50% action okay. movie where it's like everything blows up. You see all these people getting killed mm -hmm. and you don't care at all. As a matter of fact, you sometimes root for some of the main characters to get killed because they're so annoying. Yeah. But Or you don't know them. There's one dimension. You just don't know them. You just don't care. Yeah, yeah. But when you know them, I know Jess. Yes. I know, well, you know Blake really well. <laughs> but you care. And when things like this happen, you care. When something like this happens to Sean, you don't care. Yeah. Who's Sean? Oh, Sean. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that should have okay, been his tagline the whole show. <laughs> Who's Sean? I, it's the jet lag. I blame the jet lag. So now Becca and Brayden go on their date. It's a tantric thing. Oh, this is this a is, tantric I mean, food this thing. This is a setup. The host brings oysters. They feed each other oysters. It's always oysters. Always. I don't understand. I mean, oysters. how do we know if oysters are an aphrodisiac? I think this is this is like a, a myth. I, I don't I don't buy it. How is like, that? How oysters, can you gauge something like that? They're slippery, and I get that an oyster has the same kind of potential consistency as something else. But I think that that it's it's BS. I actually think that it, the texture maybe, but really when you think about it, it's kind of fishy. It leaves not a great like your breath, oyster breath. I don't. If someone said like you have three choices, oyster, candy, or like you know, Ooh, candy wouldn't be good either. Oh, was it like so the much sugar? sugar? Yeah, the aftermath of candy. Oh, you're sugar right. The sugar, the bacteria, like yeah, sugar. yeah. So what do you want? What do you want? Somebody mint. Obviously, anything mint. Mint leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's pretty limited, Andy. Yeah, that's it. Either mint leaves or home. <laughs> As Becca wipes Braden's sweat off his face, she says that he looks like a young Johnny Depp. They make out. Look, I I don't want to ship this because I, I love Brayden and Rachel together, but these two have chemistry. I don't want to ship it. You're it right, cannot but I do be ship denied. it. It's being shipped. Meanwhile, Kat in her ITM says she plans on stirring the pot that evening and making out with John Henry. So John Henry and Tanner chat. John Henry is saying that he's seeing this friendly side of Kat. That's a first. She's mm. normally unapproachable. And now there is a lot of Kat and John Henry flirting, mainly her flirting with him, but John Henry seems interested. Yeah. He's not shunning her. He ain't. She says he's easy to talk to and he doesn't reply. <laughs> Meanwhile, Olivia is talking a lot of shit about Kat. I think kind of understandably. Yeah, sure. Mainly, I think it's something about the way Kat's going about this. I would almost respect it more if Kat were just like, Olivia, by the way, I'm interested in John Henry. I'm just letting it know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's Olivia's duty to talk shit about Kat right now. Yes, agreed. Olivia interrupts the two of them on a daybed. And John Henry, I got to say, is visibly like, ugh. But then he and Olivia chat. He says that she's his priority. He just feels he owes it to himself to explore. And she says she understands she's just having a hard time with this. He's charmed by her vulnerability here. And they make out. But not before he says, is that lit plumper? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love John Henry. Andy, you said, I still think he wants to explore Kat. He does. Yeah. And we kind of saw that in the previews. But you know what's funny is... I think he's tempted by Kat in a siren kind of yes, way. Yes, yes. But he really likes Olivia. And you can see just this short little exchange, how much more organic their conversation is than all of the conversations mm-hmm. he's shown having with Kat. Yeah. It feels so stilted his, and forced. His mind is with Olivia. His, his you know, the other <laughs> stuff is with Kat. His other stuff. We get caught up on Aaron B and Eliza now. And Aaron is saying that they can go the distance. So, of course, cues suspense music of Eliza running this new intel about his ex-girlfriend, whatever, past Wells. I feel like Wells is like that 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 guy who's been in the war for like so much longer than all the new guys coming in. Yeah. And he's just sitting there with like like 10,000 yard stare. He's just like, he, do- he does have more of a 10,000 yard stare yeah. than in previous seasons. Yeah, I feel like he's just like, this I've is, been here a long time. This is the first season where I'm like, I don't know how much longer Wells is going to do this. But not because of production, I think because of Wells. I think Wells is, is, is getting to the point where he's like, I think I've done enough. Oh, 100, I think he's over it. I think he might be over yeah, it. Yeah, and I respect that. And I respect if he's not over it. Either way, oh. I respect what he's doing. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. but you know. 
Just just appreciate him while while he lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Eliza confronts Aaron B. Now she lays it all out there about the about what she heard from Kat, who heard it from Charity, and AB explains. And uh, I gotta say, he's not a great explainer Mm-mm-mm. because he's one of those people who I think just gives too much, too much information, too much. and he actually thickens the plot unnecessarily this should have been a less is more explanation 100 the less the better yeah he's talking about an ex and how and she thinks that he broke up with her to go on the show but no that's not true they broke up in august actually he was seeing someone else since. yeah yeah that was a, it was like actually i didn't do one wrong thing i did two wrong things which makes it zero eliza's like Okay, yeah. and she's like, I can't keep the. There were a lot of months being dropped, yeah. and she was like, I couldn't follow. She, she had the exact right reaction to that because this made me both. Like her I was more. like, Is Eliza gonna follow this? And she's like, I'm not. I'm like, Oh, good. I yeah, feel yeah, better yeah, about yeah. myself because <laughs> I didn't follow it. Because I wasn't following it either, and I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's doing a bad job of this. He's doing. You know what's interesting about this is I actually think that if I was a judge, just completely based on pure hearsay and just seeing the situation. I think that he might be veering towards innocent. I think I, th- I don't think he's necessarily guilty. Oh, I agree. Of what happened here, he I think he's him- actually been wronged, and I think that he just screwed himself by explaining it so badly. Yeah, which is why words matter so much. Yes, especially he- when you're being accused of something. Yeah, he seemed guiltier than I think he actually is. He provided too much information. Eliza and in her ITM says she's confused. She thought it was just one X. Turns out there was more than one X, and the only person it's like she- I also did run over that chipmunk and I didn't see him. I may have seen him. I may have seen him, but I was just, I just couldn't be bothered. They run. You never know which direction they're going. You can't time Don't it. Don't joke about running over chipmunks. No, it's wrong. They're so I, I, I've almost gone into accidents. As a matter of fact, the one major car accident I got into, this is not a joke. I was swerving to get around a, a possum or an opossum. Is it a possum or a opossum? It's a possum. Either it was a opossum or a, a possum uh-huh. that I swerved around and hit a tree. Oh, Andy, I never knew that. Yeah, I also once I was driving a, a U-Haul. To, I was moving a yeah. lot of stuff and I, I, I ran over a squirrel. I'll admit <gasps> it right here. I, I, there's nothing I can Andy, do about it. No, stop being Aaron B. You don't need to reveal this. Oh, my God. I'm being Aaron B. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awful. Can I, I, but unlike Aaron B, I can cut this out. <laughs> But we're not laughing about the dead squirrel. That's I, I, I actually felt bad about it. For, I still, to this day, this was like 15 years ago. I still feel yeah. bad about that. I'm not kidding. And that car crash where you avoided the possum. I was, saved a possum well, almost, and I killed you a almost squirrel. almost died. It was a very serious I, we, car crash. It was crash. a miracle I didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. the possum lived? The possum probably lived. I was unconscious, so I don't know. Okay. But the squirrel definitely you died. You didn't follow up on the possum's condition. No, no. But he's okay, I think. He's, now he's dead, but of old age. <laughs> So Eliza says the only person who could clear things up for her is Charity. If only Charity were here. So cute, Charity. She looks radiant as always. Lots of buildup around the Aaron B rumors here. And even Charity's entrance music. Normally we would get something yeah, more. Like, dun, 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 yeah, dun. it's all suspenseful. Yeah. Charity is met with the usual former bachelorette adoration from the group, especially the women. And she pulls the ladies to chat. There's an amazing scene here where Kat... Is where it was like Charity's like, oh, like some of you are dating guys for my season. And Kat's like, yes, I've been talking to John Henry and blah, blah, blah. He, I like him. Great. He does this. Blah, Th- blah, blah. This made me feel and I go back and forth on this. This made me feel like maybe Kat is 
is doing this as an it's act. It's too good to be true. It's almost too good to be true. Yeah. Like, I'm starting to think that, that that she may have cracked here. This may have been the tell. She went too far. She went too far. Yeah. To me, this was too good to be true. Too good to be true. She's maybe acting. Giving her in too in much this credit. case, maybe we're leaning towards Cab being a genius. <laughs> Comedic genius. And Olivia, I think, has no choice but to assert herself here and be like, well, John Henry just told me I'm his number one. Cat's really met her match in Olivia, actually. Yeah. Because Olivia's not a Olivia is not non-confrontational. Oh, she like I think she enjoys confrontation. Eliza asks to speak with Charity privately now. Meanwhile, Aaron B is offered shots at the bar. I respect his response. Yeah. He was like, "No, I, I need to stay clear-headed." I like that. He's really spiraling over there. He confronts Cat on the beach. Meanwhile, about Cat warning Eliza. I mean, this was sort of pointless. What's Cat gonna say? Like yeah. Kat's like, I was looking out for my girl. I actually doubt that she really sees Eliza as her girl, honestly. Yeah. I do think she is a chaos creator, but I don't think that this was something AB needed to do. Anyway, lots of buildup here. And then that is what we wrap with. I've got to say, in terms of cliffhangers, I think the powers that be are slightly overestimating how much we care about this. I think you're right. Part of me, the cynical part, thinks that they were like, we've got charity here. Cost us whatever, 30, 40 grand. <laughs> I have a feeling that they're at the point where it might be built into her contract. Oh. Like within the year, you have to, you know, if we want you to appear on Paradise, you have to appear. Really? Oh, wow. I just feel like, why wouldn't they do that? No one who's like on the verge of signing a contract to be Bachelorette's going to be like, well, actually, no. Interesting. That's a, that's, you're probably right. Meanwhile, Trista Sutter. No. Is, she's not, not under con contract she's anymore. Contract. Yeah. Okay. But either way, they clearly want to get their money's worth for charity, which... <laughs> Sounds a with charity. Weird. With yeah, charity. I just realized that sounds weird. But, but they said we don't have anything. Charity's just going to pull like a Hannah Brown. She's just going to come and be like, "Hey, I'm Charity. Like, what's going on? Let's talk about stuff." Instead, now they have this Aaron B thing. Yeah. Now she's got some juice. Charity played the exact role that we've seen Gabby and Rachel play. Actually. Yeah. You know, honestly, I I think this is this is low. This is the low bar for controversy. I feel like this is a standard. Like, I feel like half the people on this show did a sort of. 100%. R&B kind of thing. 100 percent. Yeah, it's not fair. I'm coming to R&B's back I'm for this. I'm gonna be BS. honest. I, I'm gonna say something that is maybe controversial. Yeah. But I feel that the whole he broke up shortly before going on the show thing. I don't really think that's that big a deal. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna take it a step further. I think it's the gentlemanly thing to do. Because if you're in a relationship that you know has no legs, which yeah. I'm sure this was, I'm sure that Aaron B is not the kind of guy who meets the woman he's gonna marry and is like, you know what, I'm going on TV. Yeah. Screw you. He's not that guy. I don't no, think he is. No, I don't think he is. I don't either. think many, any, very few people are. We've warmed up to Maybe AD. Sean is, but nobody else. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding, Sean. I'm just, that's too much. But my point is, is that if you are dating a girl or a guy or anybody, that you're like, eh, this is fine, but it's, I'm, I know I'm not going to be with this person forever. Why wouldn't you say, listen, I'm going to show this is, I'm breaking up with you, but I don't want this to be a thing that you have to see. Like, yeah. I want to end this. Be responsible and this and do my thing. Yeah, I think to break up with someone to go on one of these shows is to have been looking for a catalyst to end the relationship anyway. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay, just As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron B didn't want to go on the show and he's like, wow, this is a great way to break up with this guy. <laughs> Wow, we've really come around with AB. Yeah. Okay, so now we get our credits. This is basically Charity freaking out over a huge bug. It was a big bug. It was a big bug, but this is a, this is, they, this is a, they go to this too often. Okay. There's too many bug 
bloopers. Okay. Yeah, I want better. I, I don't want the bug bloopers anymore. I know they're all scared of bugs. I think that for a bug blooper to make credits, it needs to like land on their face or something. I agree. It has to be. It, it has to be a really intense bug <laughs> yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. This this being like at the base of her chair, I was like, no. Yeah. Her reaction was intense, but the the situation was. I agree. It wasn't high stakes enough. Yeah. Okay, Andy, who wins your A game this week? I'm gonna give it to Blake. Okay. On both sides of the coin. Okay. I think the way he handled it with Jess was great. And I think the way he slow played that burning romance with Genevieve was tremendous. Okay. I was into it. So even though he said, you, you can go first to Jess. Uh, okay. You can. A game is, you know, even <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a final report in school, you make one mistake, you can still get an A. Yeah. I, you know, I thought. Tyler put moves on Jess pretty well in this episode, oh, yeah. even though he was being a betrayer. Oh, oh, you know what? I, as far as like real, like player game, if oh, you want to, because I've strayed from my really a game means you're a player. Yeah. But, but I've sort of tried to make it more wholesome, <laughs> but, but you are absolutely right. Tyler wins a player game. Oh, a player he game. He played, oh, it was beautiful. And somehow not looking bad. No, he did, he, you're right. You are right. <laughs> this was scandalous. Yeah. Tyler was made, like, it was just, she's like friends, like fr close enough friends with Mercedes where Mercedes was like, Touching her boob, talking yeah. about the lace on her bikini top. It's I mean, I mean, this is a perfect final four. I like it. Yeah, this is like you know going to like a final cage match. Yeah, this is funny that that's what it takes for us to be into time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as I said, redemption. You know what we want is to be intrigued and entertained, and Tyler, Tyler delivered stepped it yeah. up. Yes. Okay. All right. Finally, Andy, who would we go for? Okay, this I'm still going for Jess. I respect that. But I've got a little eye for Genevieve. Oh. Just a little. I mean, it's between the two of them. Yeah, but I'm still, I'm sticking with Jess. Okay. I got, I get bird in the hand, you know, yeah. bird in the hand. <laughs> because I already, you know, Jess is mine. <laughs> we both know that. Okay, no surprise here. I would still go for Blake. Right. He's been, my, wow, he's been my consistent. I think this is the, the first time ever that I have never strayed. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Sorry. That's great. <laughs> Feeling good about this. <laughs> Can't wait to meet him. <laughs> okay, I think we can wrap there. All right. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.